This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host today, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Curtis from America. Hola. And we have a very special guest, fantasy cartographer Anna Meyer. Hello. Now, for listeners, um, this is actually going to be a very short episode, and there's a reason for that. Um, our next episode is going to be an actual play episode. We're going to be playing a role-playing game called Fate Core, and we recorded an hour and a half episode for our patrons um, to give them a little treat. Um, we're shorting you, regular casual listeners, this time um, with a shorter 30-minute episode, but we're going to jump right to the topic. We're not going to do our icebreaker. We're not going to do um, our explorations in sci-fi technology. Um but we are going to talk about WandaVision and the rest of the Disney Plus MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I am so happy to talk about this because I watched it. But first... But first, we're not playing What's Nerdy With You. (laughs) We are jumping right into it. So, Erica, I am going to switch my outline which I should oh, have done before we started. that's good, because I don't started. know where the other outline is. I, um, I shared it with you. Yeah, but now I can't find it. Um, I'm going to turn off screen sharing because we're, yeah, let's stop share. And then we're going to make sure we're still recording. And we are. All right. Um, so um, outline. Sorry, listeners. Um, oh, I, I found it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's got two questions written on it. So I just wanted to start off with Erica, what is your general opinion of these new, um, Marvel comics shows on Disney plus? Um, the first opinion I have is, uh, it's like they've taken a movie and chopped it up for TV. It's, there's no loss in the quality. Um, there's no loss in, you know, the effects or the storyline. It is not haphazard. They put a lot, a lot of fucking time and effort and thought into it. And I very much appreciate that. And money. Uh, and money, yes. Um, second, uh, as it pertains to WandaVision, why are the episodes so short? I really hated that. Like, just as I was getting into it, it was like, ta-da! I'm like, damn it! But so, so we, so Anna was here with us for our bonus episode for our gameplay. Um, Anna does not watch 
the MCU. She's not a comic book person. She was never into comic books growing up. Um, and I want to ask you, Anna, what do you think of the phenomenon of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because I know you're aware of it. Yeah, I'm aware of it. And to me, it's it's an interesting part of American culture and that is also spreading to the world. It's part of, of American, interesting American culture spreading to the world that I'm seeing as an outsider. And and for those who doesn't know, I, I'm a Swede. I moved to California 10 years ago. So I'm I'm seeing this and and but it's still like an outsider for me. I'm I'm still an outsider when I see it. It's interesting, but not really for me, so to speak. So so yeah. Yeah. The, um so what we're talking about today, I can talk to you like a listener who has no idea what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Yep. Um one of the things we're gonna do is we're gonna be spoiling WandaVision and we're probably gonna be doing some spoilers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier a little bit. Um the um Anna has already signed the contract and she doesn't care. <laughs> No, it's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I'm here to ask the dumb questions sometimes. So, so yeah. So what um for the people who stick around even though you, that don't care about spoilers, what WandaVision is is it's a show where two characters Vision of the Scarlet Witch who existed in um a bunch of MCU movies. The Scarlet Witch was introduced in Avengers Age of Ultron. Vis- oh, so was Vision, huh? Yes. Yeah, and they were an android and a witch who fell, who had romantic feelings for each other. And the android Vision died. And the show starts with Vision is alive. And some for some reason, they're in a sitcom, like a 1950s sitcom. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. It's a whole mystery. Did the Scarlet Witch do it? Did someone else do it to them? What's going on? Um, Erica, how did the mystery affect you as you were watching? Did you guess anything? So uh, I'm really, oh, I was on mute. So I'm really good at guessing stuff, uh, movies, TV shows, like as things progress. So yes, I pretty much guessed everything that was going to happen. Um I really, really enjoyed it, though. I I enjoyed the the play out. There were a few things that caught me by surprise, like uh, her brother coming back. That was great. That was a really fun cameo. I really enjoyed that one because um, anybody that watched the movies know Quicksilver died in Age of Ultron. Um, so that that was fun. That not only did he come back, but it was actually the guy that played Quicksilver from the X-Men movies, not from the MCU. So I thought that was a lot of fun. My biggest takeaway from the show was that you explored her trauma. Uh, When the character was introduced, her and her brother were introduced as Eastern European characters who um, their house was bombed and they were stuck there for two days did I get that right? Two days? Three days. Three days watching the un- the shell with the little light blinking on it, wondering if it was going to explode or not. Mm-hmm. And the little bit of information that you get that the reason why it didn't explode was because her magic was already there. That blew me away. I was so happy about that. Oh, it was, it was very interesting. What I loved most about it was that they... So they've never really explained the magic, right? Like Doctor Strange has his magic, which is orange. And, um, you know, Wanda has hers, which is red. And they've never called her the Scarlet Witch up until this point. Um, And 
then you have another character on there. I can't remember her name whose magic is Agatha. Agatha's magic is purple. And um, they're using the colors to symbolize that the magic is coming from different places, which I thought was really, really interesting um, because the way they explained it was that, you know, Wanda had magic and that's what kept the bomb from exploding. But then when she came in touch with the Tesseract, that it linked her to um, the the reality stone. And that is where she, because she already had that magical ability. She was mind able to, stone. Oh, mind, mind stone. I apologize. The mind yeah. stone. Um, where she was able to connect to it. And that connection between her magic and the mind stone um, gave her a source of power that others didn't have. Because like they were saying that Agatha had to pull her mat. She had a little bit of magical talent, but she had to pull her magic from other people that have magical talent to be as powerful as she is. So I thought that was really great the way they're exploring that. I'm, I, was there anything that disappointed you? I was disappointed um, that as far as we know right now, that the boys aren't real because in uh, the age of M, they are. Yeah. And there was a period of time that they said that they were they were gone and that they were connected to this whole Mephisto thing. But the whole Mephisto thing will probably not happen on the show because you can't show the devil in China. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anna, sorry to leave you out because I know you haven't seen that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm listening and learning. This is, this is, this is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so like you're what... taking the role of the person who's never watched the show before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, someone needs to be that one, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm happily taking that role. One of the things about Wanda is she's actually one of the most, the Scarlet Witch is actually one of the most powerful mutants in the, in not the MCU as we know it, but in the Marvel comics. Yeah. And one of the things she does is actually, will her own children into being because she can't have children with the you know android uh-huh. right yeah. but she wills them into being and it's one of the coolest things that i think they've ever done in the comics that's interesting yeah it's a yeah it's one of these interesting fantasy tropes that that you can kind of play with yep and, yeah, and the characters oh, her kids in the comics end up being superheroes in their own right after yeah. the whole thing is resolved so yeah. the idea of um teasing them that they don't exist anymore i think they're gonna come back because there is a young avengers thing planned and the kids when they're dressed up for halloween they're dressed up as their costumes in the comic Mm -hmm. yeah it was really really great and i was really hoping that that would mean that they they were there and maybe maybe later they will be i don't know but it was to me that whole idea is really great because they have um you know, in psychology, there's a thing called in the hysterical pregnancy, right? Where uh, a woman believes so strongly that she's pregnant that she, her body actually physiologically starts to change as though she is pregnant. I mean, bellies start to grow, all sorts of things, even though there's not a child there. So when they brought this idea into the comics, you know, well, I'm when I read them, I thought that that was a really neat idea. And then it showed up on the show and I was really hoping it would stick, but it didn't. So there was a teaser at the end where she could hear her children crying out for help after they'd already gone away. Mm-hmm. So 
we know that want that the Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange too. So yeah, I'm and sure... I think that's going to be part of it where she she goes to find her kids. Yeah. Now, one of the things that was disappointing for me is they moved the order of the shows. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first, and then WandaVision was supposed to come out right before Doctor Strange. But because of COVID, Doctor Strange is delayed till next year. Mm-hmm. So it sucks. Because we have to wait when the original plan was to just WandaVision ends and then Doctor Strange comes up that weekend. Yeah, I know. That that sucks. It really does. And we do have to wait. Although I will have to say I'm really enjoying uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier a lot. It's really, really good. It's more interesting than I thought it would be. I'm enjoying it more than I enjoyed The Scarlet Witch. Not because it's a better show but because Captain America Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie, and it feels like a direct sequel. That's, it is also my favorite MCU movie. So, yeah. I feel like that's where, that's where the MCU got, I don't want to say dark, but it was, so, it was so well done, and it was so, um, it just pulled at the heartstrings in a way, you know, it wasn't this ginormous bad that they had to overcome. It was something more personal. And I really like that. So Anna, for people who are not familiar, Marvel pulled something off with these movies that blew everyone's mind. So as comic book stuff, there was a real division between good and evil, black and white. And they introduced an organization called S.H.I.E.L.D. And S.H.I.E.L.D. was this big organization that worked with superheroes and was involved in um, Homeland Security and stuff like that. And then they dated back to World War II. And then there was another organization called HYDRA that was the evil organization that came out of the Nazis that also dated back to World War II. But it was like the really, really evil Nazis. It was supposed to be like the, the mad scientist Nazis. Yeah. Well, in Captain America and the Winter Soldier, they revealed that S.H.I.E.L.D. had been completely infiltrated by HYDRA the entire time. So is that changing backstories, earlier stories, comics, movies, or, or, or it, is that ruining the experience when you read back for, for fans that have followed it? It didn't or? affect the comics because, uh-huh. it, you know, the MCU is its own thing. But, yeah. and, but it worked. It blew okay. us away. I mean, yeah. we were knocked out of our seats when all of a sudden characters we'd seen in other movies were all of a sudden saying Hail Hydra to each other. Yeah, because this sounds a bit like like someone in a later go back to in, in the Tolkien's work was say that, oh, something was not it was not true what was in the books and they changed some fundamental thing this is so so but it actually worked and fans liked it it not only worked it was foreshadowed and nobody caught it oh okay yeah nobody when was it foreshadowed before the mcu started or or... foreshadowed in the earlier mcu movies oh okay yeah yeah it, and it that's was, awesome. They introduced the plot point. No one saw and they missed it and, and come in. So, yeah. so this is groundbreaking in the Marvel universe in, in a little bit like breaking new ground, a bit like the Mandalorian did for Star Wars or, or something like that. You, you broke out of the, the regular previous pattern and, and enriched the world or, or, or widened the stories. Is that part of this? Or, or? Yeah, really well, it just, yeah. yeah, it didn't just widen the stories. It like threw it full force forward for the uh-huh. next movie that came yeah. that came out which is really 
I mean, it it was just brilliant. It yeah. really was. Is it also new, more modern technology? Production values are higher than previous, or at least as high as the best of the movies. I think every movie is bigger than the next one. Oh yeah, yeah. But since this is was, and I guess it was intended to be a movie to begin with, and then now it comes for TV, which means that it's made using the best of technology. I guess so. Yeah. The yeah. the um. When I'm watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I forget I'm watching this show. It just feels yeah, like yeah. a several-hour-long like movie. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The um when when you look at Wandavision, Wandavision was kind of experimental. Every episode is a different sitcom from a different decade. So the first episode is a homage to I Love Lucy. The second episode is an homage to Bewitched and um, Dick Van Dyke Show. The third episode is an homage to um, the Mary Tyler Moore Show and the Brady Bunch. And the Brady Bunch. Then they they move on to um, '80s TV like Family Ties and Full House. And each episode, the technology gets better. So like. When they did the I Love Lucy episode, the 1950s, they actually used the cameras that were used for those shows. They actually had a live studio audience. They actually had the ratio of the screen was the smaller four to three ratio. Yeah. So it actually it made it really look authentic. In in. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. even went so far as there was no like CG. All the yeah. the magic tricks they did yeah. was like strings. And yeah. Stuff like they it would was have tech, to do technically or, or or camera tricks or something like that. Yeah. And exactly. when the characters use their powers, the powers were done with the effects of the time. They weren't pyrotechnics and stuff like that, light and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. um, But then you come to find that they're they're the town has been modified by Wanda to, to create her, to create the vision who had died. He had died in a previous movie and she did it out of grief. Nobody did it to her. She just found out that she could spontaneously create. But when she did so, she imprisoned the entire town in this TV land. So, yeah, she didn't, and she didn't. She didn't even know she had done it. It took her like several episodes to realize that she was the one that did this. Yeah, that she was just in the role of being on these television shows, and you know their memories were affected. It was really bizarre. And as a viewer, you had no idea what was going on because they presented the first three episodes as if they were sitcoms from those eras. And then in the fourth episode, they show the FBI agents outside the town going, we have to figure out what the hell's going on because there's this big energy field around this town and what the hell do we do? It was amazing. I'm so glad you're here because it's like, this is the episode where we just geekily explain a show to someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then it's- and then when somebody could get through the barrier, uh, they became a character. So she was uh-huh. like a puppet master without realizing it. And she was, controlling their thoughts their behaviors like everybody played their role and it, it was very very impressive there's some really cool effects like when when um an agent of the agency who's in who's investigating the whole thing sword sword is the agency when an agent gets in they become part of the show but at one point they start remembering things and wanda kicks her out of the world 
and they show her traveling through and you can see the little pixels of the TV screen breaking as she breaks out of the world. And it's and as she leaves, the aspect ratio widens. And they do, and then they do a cinematic episode where they show it in the cinematic aspect ratio of people looking into the town. Like one of the scientists discovered that the um, the town is actually broadcasting on an old analog frequency, so they can watch the show. It's it 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 was a very unique idea. Mm-hmm. None of the storyline was in any of the comics, but it was inspired by several comic storylines involving Vision and the Scarlet Witch because the Scarlet Witch has altered reality in all sorts of crazy ways in the comics over the years. She's one of the yeah. most powerful characters in Marvel Comics. She's always been one of my favorite, and I've always thought that the MCU up until this point did her a big disservice by downplaying her powers. But really what they've done is her powers have grown each movie up until she's hit this point and where the grief is really amplified what she can do without her realizing it. And then within the show, within the comic books, she has a mentor called Agatha Harkness. And Agatha teaches her her abilities and it's one of the ways she gets stronger um and they do it in the show but they do it with her as an adversary so like she unintentionally teaches her things that allow her to become the scarlet witch and the character is such an interesting character because agatha harkness is actually a witch that survived the salem witch trials and like is still around and uses her magic to be young it in the comic, she's old, but they changed it a bit on the show. It was kind of neat. Um, there were one of the one of the things that is funny is Erica and I have very different experiences in comics. She knows the Scarlet Witch from the X Men. I didn't like the X Men when I was a comic book reader. <laughs> um, I know the Scarlet Witch from the Avengers. So my experiences with the Scarlet Witch are very different. I mean, I'm familiar with the House of M storyline and the and the Vision and the Scarlet Witch, but I'm I'm familiar with the Vision and the Scarlet Witch because I read West Coast Avengers. So the Vision that was introduced to me in the comics, in the movies, the Vision is multicolored. He has like a red face and he has like green on him and he has like this really colorful android body. But the comics I read, the Vision was white. He was just a plain white android. And on this show, when the white android showed up, I just about fell out of my chair because that's the character I was introduced to as a kid. So how old are these stories originally? Meaning they go back to the 50s, 60s or 80s or, or, oh. or, or how, how old are the, the original stories that the Wonder the Vision is based on or the Marvel so, comic universe? I read, um, I read the comics because my dad um, collected comics since he was a kid. So okay. he had the comics yeah. like from the 70s through the mm-hmm. 80s through the 90s. So yeah. he just had boxes of them and I would go through and I would pull out what was interesting and I would read them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how far back it goes. But right? at least it's multi-generational thing, meaning, yeah, it's it's gone on for, for well over, yeah, maybe even 40, 50 years. I'm looking at yeah. it right here. Um, the Scarlet Witch was introduced in X-Men number four in 1964. See? Yeah. And is That's... considered a Silver Age character originally. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. The Vision, uh, one second. 
But it's so interesting that that you have these characters now that have lived through basically a third generation of of, of people are are new fans and stuff are being introduced to the same characters. And, and oh yeah, my amazing. girls love it. Yeah, the the vision the the vision was introduced in Avengers Volume One Number Fifty Seven in August nineteen sixty eight. See, mm-hmm. um, the awesome. the the character is interesting because it's an android. In the comics, his brainwaves were actually based on a real person, and they didn't include that. He was he was created very differently, but had the same kind of personality. So there's always differences in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know? <clears throat> Um, Erica, that in the comics, um, the Vision's brainwaves are based on Wonder Man, and they were going to include that in the movies, and they decided not to because it would have required too much work. They were going to have Nathan Fillion play Wonder Man. I did know that, yes. In um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they actually have movie posters in front of a movie theater in a scene that have fake movies starring the character Wonder Man, the, the name of the character, and it has Nathan Philly and all the movie posters. And yep. yeah, it's too bad that they didn't go there. I uh, think it would have it had, they would have had to explain too much. They would have had to introduce the character a lot sooner. Yeah. I, um, I do like that in the movies, the Scarlet Witch was introduced as a villain first. And in the comics, the Scarlet Witch was introduced as a villain first. Mm-hmm. She was actually a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yep, she was. Um, the Vision, I don't know. I, I'm not for real familiar with the early use of the Vision. I know more about the Scarlet Witch early stuff. I The Vision, I know... I read West Coast Avengers. West Coast Avengers was one of my favorite comics when I was a kid because I liked the Vision. I liked Hawkeye. I liked Wonder Man because they were they were different than the mainstream heroes. And it was always exciting because there were different heroes that weren't in like Captain America, Spider-Man, etc. Um, but it's really funny that I liked the Falcon. I mean, I really did like Wonder Vision, but I liked the Falcon and the Winter Soldier better and it's probably because my favorite comic book was Captain America when I was a kid. Yeah, and and I, I, I like WandaVision better. So, I mean, I really like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mainly because, you know, I, I love the Winter Soldier movie so much. Um, but for me, I, I've always had a special place in my heart for Scarlet Witch. And I, like I said, they've did, done her a disservice up until now. I'm very excited to see what happens. Yeah. Did you so, see that there? Oh, I'm sorry, Anna, go ahead. No, I was just going to. So, so these are are new stories with old characters, not that they didn't make they didn't recreate the same stories, but for a new medium, like for the movies or something. So it's it's actually new stories that are based on the old ones. Or, yes. Or, yeah. Oh, they yes. pulled yeah. pieces out mm-hmm. and, and yeah. created mm-hmm. new stories. Yeah. Cool. The, yeah. the stories in WandaVision were inspired by. Lots of different comics, but mainly three. Mm-hmm. Um, the House of M, which was a comic book where Wanda changed the entire world with her reality warping. The Vision and the Scarlet Witch, which had to do with them moving into a house together. And that's similar to this. And one other story, I can't think of the name of it, but it had to do with um, Vision being disassembled and being recreated afterwards. And then there were lots of different things that were also inspirations because there's characters in it that weren't in any of the Vision of the Scarlet Witch stories. Like there's a character named um, Photon that's introduced. There's the um, there's characters that were in other MCU movies that don't have comic book equivalents that are also in WandaVision. Um, 
one of the great things about the MCU is the random FBI agent that shows up in one movie can be a main character somewhere else. They do that very well. And their attention to continuity and keeping character development um character development going between every movie is just amazing yeah and not just the main characters the the what you would think of in a normal movie the throwaway character like that fbi agent or whatever like they develop too which is really amazing there's there's an fbi agent named uh, let me see if i get the name right jimmy woo jimmy woo appeared in um ant-man and the wasp and he was basically the fbi agent that checked in on a character who was on house arrest and the house arrest character was doing close-up magic because on house arrest, he learned how to do close-up magic. And Jimmy Woo goes up to him and goes, how did you do it? How did you do the card trick? And wants to learn how the guy learned how to do these card tricks. When he's introduced on WandaVision, the first thing he does is make one of his business cards appear in his hand because he learned how to do the card trick. And they, they keep up with that stuff. The other movie came out a long time ago good few years ago now mm-hmm. it did it, it, and that's something that they do with a lot of the characters like uh one of the scientists that shows up in one division is from the first thor first or second both was she in both thor movies yeah I know she was in the second i can't she remember in, she was in the first one and the second yeah so she's a, a physicist and she's just moving through like she just randomly shows up right she's like oh wait I, you know and and she has something and her character itself has developed as well which is really fun so she's the continuity, a comic relief character in the other movies yeah that's all she was and now she's a character in her own right which is really great i i'm i'm very thrilled um so listeners thank you much for listening to our really short episode on WandaVision and the other Disney Plus content, including Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, The reason why we did this is because we wanted to do something special for our patrons. This isn't just a plug to get more patrons. If you want to listen to the content or watch the content, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio, but this was just a way of us doing a gift for our patrons. Next time, we will have our normal episode length and you will get to see us play the game. But we did the prep for the game in a bonus. So, um, and you're absolutely welcome to become a patron. I know yeah. Brian's trying to be kind about it, but we would love to have more patrons. Join our patron or <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, or, or we're not going to do anything, but we would love for you to join us. Um, we, we're recording all of these now on video, so you get to see our lovely faces. And every time we yawn or mute because we cough or eat a cookie, whatever. Yeah, but, if, you, you know. if, you, if, you, um, if you're a patron and you're watching the video, you can actually see Anna's maps on her screen, on the edge of her screen, you can see the Yeah, they cannot work. live here. It's, it's an <laughs> upcoming project that lives here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, um, so, Anna, I want to ask, do you have anything to promote before we, before we sign off for the day? Well, I can, I can say that you, if you're interested in what I'm doing, you can go to AnnaBMeyer.com or you can go to Patreon.com forward slash AnnaBMeyer and you can, interesting, I'm, I'm visualizing fantasy worlds and, and my world of choice for, for, for researching and, and developing my skills is the world of Greyhawk, the oldest original D&D setting. So, so, so that is the, the, um, the, 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 my pet project, so to speak. And then I work on commissions and a whole bunch of stuff. So, yep. 
And so, she's amazing at what she does. She is absolutely amazing at Thank what you. she does. I I play in a in mm-hmm. a Pathfinder game that Anna is GMing. Yep. And that is an amazing experience. I was very privileged to be privileged to be there because everyone else is a patron and got, and got to be part of it because they're they're really involved in Anna's map making. But I got invited because I'm her friend and I think it's fantastic. I'm having so much fun there. Um, but just the just being able to play with these detailed maps is amazing. If you're into tabletop role playing games, check out Anna's work. She does some great stuff and a lot of a lot of free stuff too for people who mm-hmm. aren't even patrons. Oh yeah, all my Greyhawk maps are free. Yeah. So um, that was it. We had a lot of fun talking about the MCU and explaining the MCU to Anna. So that was yes. a cool experience. <laughs> uh, the um, I just want to say um, thank you for being here and stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Yeah, stay awesome. Thank you. All right, I'm going to stop recording. Will you be the podcast? Will you be the podcast?